Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Tonight we're going to talk about always be led. Pastor's been on the subject about skilled in the flow and talking about the Holy Spirit, and we're going to stay in that flow, amen? We're going to stay in that direction. Uh, we're going to stay safe with that, and uh, it'll, it, it's going to be good. Uh, it's very important, very important that we always be led. Uh, turn to Ephesians 5, 15. Praise God. I heard somebody speak um, just recently on a clip. It Somebody was playing it somewhere, and I don't re- remember exactly who it was. or It doesn't really matter, but the, uh, the clip said 80% of the time, you, you need to be led. And it hit me, and it's 80% of the time, 80% of your decisions should be relying on the Holy Spirit. And I thought, I mean, it sounds good, but 80%? Why only 80%? Like, where's that 20%? Like, I mean, was he talking about, like, what to eat? But even then, you want to be led by the Holy Spirit of what to eat. Anybody ever had food, sickness, food poisoning? <laughs> Pastor Marie has a good example of that. And uh, she said, I just, you know, felt in the Spirit, you know, like she sensed that they shouldn't eat at this restaurant. And they did because that's what they normally did. And they went there and they both got food poisoning. And she used that as an example one time when she was here ministering. But that's important. So 80% of the time kind of made me scratch my head. And, and you know, it, this, is, this is already in the works. And I thought, I want to always be led 100% of the time. 100% of the time. I don't, I don't need room for error in myself. It only takes 0.01% to mess things up. What? One mistake on my part to just undo it all. That's why we want to be all, we always want to be led 100% of the time. Amen? So Ephesians 5, uh, verse 15 says, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. In the uh, Weiss translation, says, Be constantly taking heed, therefore, how accurately you are conducting yourselves, not as unwise ones, but as wise ones, buying up for yourselves the opportune time because the days are pernicious or destructive. The days are destructive. Don't, don't mix that with the church. The days are not destructive for you. You can't be destroyed with the windows of heaven being opened over your life. If the devourers rebuke, the devourers rebuke. So you want to look at that as saying for the, for, the, for the world, not the church. Amen? And we can see that it's destructive in the world right now. So how much more do we need to take heed to this? That we need to constantly take heed to how accurately we're conducting ourselves, not as unwise, but as wise ones. 
Buying up for yourselves the opportune time because the days are destructive. The key words here are accurately and redeeming the time. Accurately and redeeming the time. We want to live accurate. 100% of the time. Not 80% of the time. 100% of the time. We want to live so accurate. And the only way we do that is always being led by the Holy Spirit. We want to redeem our time. Who's going to help you redeem your time more than anything that you could ever think of? The Holy Spirit. I'm not trying to jump ahead of myself, but He's our helper. You know what? He can help you redeem your time at your job or wherever it is so you can be so accurate in your job that you've got all this time. He already said that with long life and what? Length of days, two separate things. Length of days, He would do that, right? He'll satisfy us. He will give us long life and length of days. So here's the thing. If He's redeeming our time... We're going to have more time in our day. We're going, to have, we're going to redeem that. Now, that's just talking about an individual day. But you know what? Overall, the grand picture of things, as we continue to redeem our time and live accurately, then we'll be in a place so far beyond where we're at right now, we'll look back and go, whoa, how was I even there? Like, how, how much better life is now where I'm at? How much more do I have? How much peace do I have? There's so much in what God is trying to get to us that living accurately and following the leading of the Holy Spirit is what gets us to that place, that gets us into that living so close to God and being so in tune with what He has that everything that comes across our spirit, we know, do that, don't do that. We've, re- we've brought ourselves, we've, we've uh, put ourselves in a position that we are so and we'll get into this a little bit more, controlled by the Holy Spirit, that we're not missing any good thing that He has for us. That we're not skipping over something and looking like, I have to go back and do it. I have, you know, like, oh, man, I should have done that. Anybody had any should have dones? And we're like, I, I, I knew I was supposed to do that. There was a knowing, there was a peace to do something, and you didn't do it. And then there was a result. And thank God for His mercy that we're still here. Right? So it's very important. It's very important that we are, live accurately. And it says, even as you see the destruction in the world, because the days are evil, even as it becomes more relevant to the world of the evil that's out there, uh, relevant to the church of the evils that are out there. And I say that because we want to, uh, you know, we're not living our life with our, our heads in the sand like ostriches, right? We're not just, you know, ignoring things. That's why we pray for those in leadership. We pray for our city and our community. We pray for our pastor. We pray for each other. We support each other. We love each other. And we keep each other sharp that way. So we want to do that. But I also want to bring this to your attention. Time makes no concessions for anyone. It's always moving forward. It's, my my brother-in-law, brother-in-law were talking about this, about how, you know, people, um, you know, like you can have a budget and and... You, you have a budget, and uh, what was the quote he used? He said, he goes, when you have a budget, you give yourself a raise. But here, you know, but he, he went on to say, but, you know, people go through their life, and they realize at the end, I should have had a budget, or I should have had this, or, you know, whatever. I'm just using that as an example. And then they go, like, towards the end of their life and go, should have, could have, would have, different things like that. Why? Because time makes no concessions for anybody. It doesn't, it doesn't matter who you are. 
It doesn't say, okay, I'll slow it down for you, Kevin. It doesn't. It keeps moving forward. That's the reason why we have to live accurately and redeem the time. Because we want to do as much as we can. We, can, we want to impact our communities, our families, our states, our world, as much as we can with the gospel. Because we're only given just a smidgen of time on this earth to do what God is asking us to do. In the grand scheme of things, I don't know if you ever sit there and thought about a timeless environment. You ever think about just like how tiny like our lives are? Say, say you live to 120 or beyond 120, whatever. I mean, just think about 120 years compared to eternity. That's why we need to live as accurate as possible. You know, and, and the other thing is, we can't fall into this, and hear me, please hear me. We can't fall into this, well, I'm just waiting for the right time. I understand that. I really do. And you want to equip yourself. That's what, that's what uh, running with patience, Hebrews 12, that's what I was talking about earlier. So running with patience is you're still equipping yourself. You're being prepared. There are impartations you need. If you know you're called into the ministry, there are impartations. There are impartations I need. There are still things that there's equipping. I'll always need equipping. I'll always need something from my spiritual father, from those who, who have the, the authority to speak into our lives like that. So there's always something that we gain and we grab a hold of, but not waiting for uh, a specific time. Don't get caught up in the, the logistics of something just for, oh, I'm just waiting for the perfect time. I, it's like when Deborah and I were thinking about having a baby, like, is there really a perfect time to have a baby? Now, for, for her, being an educator, some, some teachers in here, there were some times because of the school season when it starts about, you know, like when she was due, we believe God and we received that she wouldn't be born until September. So that way she, you know, get into the certain class that, that my wife and I both would like to have, you know. And, and uh, I finally understood what she was talking about. <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? Like the class and the age, there's cutoffs and different things. But, you know, there's, there's so much things that we can do now. God's not trying to ask you to save the world right away. So what is he asking you to do now? What is the thing that you can redeem now? What is the thing that you can get involved with now that will help equip you and propel you into the things that God has for you? See, we can sit back and wait for the big thing and then miss it. Because in, that, in those steps and redeeming your time living accurately is the equipping for that big thing. For that overall ministry thing. It's accurate living that will produce that. Not something that just happens when you wake up one morning and, hey, I made it, I've arrived. Amen? Okay. Ephesians 5.18 says, And be not drunk with wine wherein there is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. In the Weiss translation, it says, but be constantly controlled by the Spirit. 
Be constantly controlled by the Spirit. This morning, uh, Pastor Jim was talking about submitting uh, to your local church and submitting and how submitting is not uh, controlling, meaning like where it's not mind control, right? It's a responsibility. So when I see this, I want to say, you know, be constantly controlled by the Spirit or submitted to the Spirit or uh, being in a position that you uh, make yourself responsible to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. So we need to be constantly uh, being filled. And I think that's one of the translations that says, be being filled, meaning constantly being controlled, being filled, and submitting yourselves to the Holy Spirit. So, Because living accurately and redeeming the time will require from us, all of us, a new level of leading. Gone are the days of just winging it. Well, we'll figure it out when we get there. We'll cross that bridge when it gets here. You know, there are some things that you can say that to and say, you know what? We'll do that. Because the Bible talks about, you know, uh, don't worry about what to say. The Holy Spirit will give you the words to say. But there's, there's times that, you, you know, you have that position in there. But most of the time, in my experience, you'll get an equipping, you'll get a direction before you even arrive there. Does that make sense? It's like mapping something out on a trip. I mean, we just going to wing it? We got a full tank. Let's see how far it goes. You might end up somewhere you don't want to end up. Because we didn't map it out. We didn't, we didn't see which way, north or south, east or west. I like seven. That's a good number. Let's get on that road and see where it takes us. But you didn't map it. You didn't, you didn't see these things. You didn't live accurately in those, uh, that trip direction, if that makes sense. So you want to live accurately. You want to be led at a new level. You want to give yourself... Uh, into the, uh, to the Holy Spirit's leading, submitting yourself to Him, being controlled by the Holy Spirit. And the new level of leading and living accurately and just winging it reminds me of actually my time in the, in the military. Now, this, that could be a whole bunch of examples in there. But in our marksmanship training, in our marksmanship training, there's a thing called, maybe some of you guys have heard it, Kentucky windage. Anybody ever heard of Kentucky windage? Okay, Kentucky windage is something that I was raised on when I shot a rifle or a pistol. And what that means is like you would shoot and if, you know, you would just wide-eyed it and just shot. And if you hit it, great. If, and then find out where it's at. And then you kind of adjusted based on where you hit, if that makes sense. So if it hit down way low, then you would bring the rifle up and just shoot up over here when your target's over there. So then you'd let the bullet do, you know, you would just, it's what they call Kentucky windage, and just, just physically move it around. Well, that's not an accurate way of, of shooting in marksmanship training. And the Marines trained us great. Every Marine is a rifleman. That's like one of their creeds. That's like everybody, you're going to shoot. You, you know, they have three stages. We call it pizza box, it's marksman, and sharpshooter, and then expert. You know, different badges that you, you see in the Marine. And, uh, and so, every Marine is a rifleman, and then they take you to the range. And here I am going, oh, I was raised in Kansas around guns. I know how to do this. And I'm up there, you know, they make you do all this stuff with the strap to, to, to get you. Um, we spent weeks 
of dry practicing, meaning like no, no ammunition. We get in the prone position. We get in the, the, the kneeling position. We're getting in the standing position. We, I mean, they, just, they go over how you stand, and you're holding things until your fingers feel like they're going to fall off because you're just, I mean, you're just like turning. Your, they're twisting your wrist and saying it's this way, that way. And I'm sitting there in the back of my mind going, I know how to shoot a rifle. I know how to shoot a rifle. And then the day we go to the range and we get up there, and I'm sitting there going, okay, cool, doing this. Shoot, nothing. Okay, let me just adjust it this way, and, you know, that way. Shoot, finally hit it. But I never really hit the target. And I'm like, and then so they have uh, uh, the, the, these coaches uh, on, online there, and they'll come through and they'll watch you for a little bit and see, and then they'll correct you. And, they said, and he told me, he's like, he goes, you're using Kentucky windage. Not even like necessarily getting down. and He's just watching me. He said, you're using Kentucky windage. And that was the first time I ever heard that term. So he had to explain it to me. And he said, what have you been training to do? What have you been practicing? Everything that they were teaching you was to teach you to be accurate on that target. So it wasn't towards the end of that training I finally said, okay, I abandoned the way I was thinking... And I was like, okay, let me just, okay, let me get in this position. Let me get in this. And would you know it, I started hitting the target, hitting black, like right in the middle. But it was already too late because I was like already in the middle of, you know, getting uh, all the scores and different things. And I was sitting there thinking about this uh, during this message about how accurately we need to live our life and gone are the days of just winging it, you know, kind of thing. And I was just winging it on the range. But in a situation, in this natural situation of just saying, hey, I'm going to wing this, and I know, and all this other stuff, it did not produce the desired result. It did not have an accurate thing. It made a sound. It popped. It hit somewhere. (laughs) You know? Oh, wait, I've got a sound. I've got a sound. But what about the effective, target, accurate uh, uh, destination that you need to hit. See, I don't want to necessarily talk about this so much, but you know what? The enemy has weapons. You have an even greater weapon. If you don't live accurately and follow the leading of the Holy Spirit on how to exactly use that in the right position, knowing how to put yourself in a position and not just Kentucky windage this, not just spit out something making sounds, but living so accurately that you know how to use that double-edged sword that pierces to the uh, dividing of the sundry or even down to the marrow of the bone to something that you want to take out on the other end. So when you're living accurately and following the leading of the Holy Spirit, you can hit center mass and hit that target dead on every time. That we're not, winding, we're not just winging this anymore. Gone are the days. Or God, God can do anything. Of course, okay, that's a fallacy. God cannot do anything without your assistance. He's given the authority to us. That's the reason why He just doesn't come down and just save everybody and, and rescue everybody. He's teaching us how we are supposed to be on this earth. He's given us and He's telling us, 
all these things. And you know what? Living accurately, following the leading and the following of the Holy Spirit is what teaches us to even be more like Christ. How accurate did Jesus live on this earth as our example? He hit center mass every time. He split the arrows. <laughs> over and over and over again. So we want to make sure that the training that we're receiving from our pastor, the Word of God, the things that we learn every Sunday, that we get excited about it. Because you know what? That's more accurate living for us. Amen. That's growing even deeper in the things of God. That's going into a deeper level of prosperity and health and wholeness. Oh man, just you know the simple things that we can live accurately in. Think about this. Pastor uh, gave, gave, this, gave this testimony about how red meat, he used to eat red meat, and he kept saying, what is this? And he'd pray for healing, and Holy Spirit said, red meat, red meat. Think how simple that was, that he just realized that it was red meat, and so he cut that out, and now he doesn't have that problem anymore. If it could be that simple, if we're listening if we're following, not none, I, I know I pointed at my ears, listen, not these. If we're listening, if we're listening and get into that accurate living with the Holy Spirit and being submitted and controlled by Him, then every step, 100% of our steps are ordered by God. Then we know, like we said, we settled it. The end result's good. So we don't have to wonder what God is trying to get to us. Hey, you know what? Just ride that leading. And you know the end result. If you know, well, God's a good God. He's a simple and good God. And what He has at the end of this leading is going to be for my benefit. It's going to be for, for the, the goodness of God to be shown in my life. And you settle that. And then it's easier to follow all those leadings and promptings. Anything. Now, we, we recently uh, had a situation where the Holy Spirit spoke both to my wife and me, about something so simple that we didn't do it, and we had to experience God's grace and favor. And, and it, you know, it wasn't anything, it wasn't anything major or anything. It was just, you know, dealing with, with Aubrey, you know. It's like, you know, we should really, you know, cut up this food, you know, that we had. And uh, this is a little small thing, you know, uh, blueberries or whatever. And I'm sitting there, and that thing's sitting right there in front of me on the table. I'm, gonna, I'm just being transparent. New parent, all right, have mercy on me. <laughs> so, and, and, and it was so clear to me, cut those up. And you know what? I was enjoying my food, and I didn't pause to actually do that. And I'm thinking, oh, we'll get to it in a minute. And even after the fact, my, uh, my wife, she said the same thing. She said, I knew I was supposed to cut those, those little blueberries up. Well, Aubrey grabbed too many of them. Out of, the, out of the bowl there real quickly. She reached down, you know, grabbed them and got a hold of them. And um, she has my appetite, I think. But she grabbed those things and put, you know, two or three of them in her mouth. And it just kind of got stuck right there. Nothing major or anything. You know, we knew, you know, exactly what to do. But we could have avoided all that hustle, get her out of the chair, you know, pat her. And she just kind of, you know. <laughs> Grabbed another one, didn't stop her. 
But it's not something huge. The leading of the Holy Spirit is not often this big, huge, red neon sign with sirens and... Do not go! Do not go! No, it's nothing like that. It's just, hey, you might want to cut those up. He said, well, that might be common sense. You know what? I'm a new parent. Have mercy on me. (laughs) It might be for some people who have had kids in training and and, and different things like that. But you know what? When When you're living your life and you're going through things and you're not, you know, you're trying to take care of this and do this and all these things like that, it's, it's good that the Holy Spirit is our help because, you know, that's those things that when we're living accurately, He can help us out with every day and that we continue to redeem our time. We continue to live accurately and we can avoid traps and things that can cause harm. That's why I said at the beginning, 100% always being led by the Holy Spirit. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. So the direction we are moving must at all times be exact and spot on, hitting that bullseye every time. We need to hit center mass. Why? So we're effective. I know I talked about the enemy there, but let me go back to that for a second. You know, he's got his, obviously we know his weapons. We know. And in the Marines, we did everything we can do to understand what the capabilities of the enemy were. Right? We understood, okay, hey, you know, they've got tanks, they've got planes or whatever. They just got, you know, small arms, rifles, different stuff like that. Why? So then we know how to accurately combat that and stop it instead of just making noise. You know, do you see what I'm saying? If If we are making sounds and not actually hitting the target, knocking the enemy out, there's still a possibility that they, they can shoot back. We don't want the enemy to shoot back. We don't want to give him the time or day or even the capability to even know he even has a weapon. We want to keep our accurate leading and living so accurate that he doesn't even know how to even figure it out. You can't beat the Holy Spirit. You can't beat the Holy Spirit. And if you're constantly being controlled, being led by the Holy Spirit, you always win. You always win. Amen? So being controlled by the Spirit is not a physical control. Physical control. I want to clear this up. It's not something that Hollywood has produced, different random weird movies. And, you know, back in my before Christ days, as we say, Ronnie B.C., uh, we do not, we, I, I've seen some movies where they talk, you know, like possession and different things like that. It's not like that. Hollywood makes you want to believe that the devil and everything else can just grab a hold of you and make you float across the room and do all kinds of other things. I'm sorry, I apologize, but that is not accurate. That is not true. We talked about that being a responsibility. You know, being controlled by the Holy Spirit is not like, oh, 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 okay, he's going to take me over here. Where's he going? Where's he going? Where's he going? Hi, Jamie. You know, like, it's, you know, that happened with Philip, though. He was translated, but for a purpose. But I guarantee you, Philip was already in the know. You know, uh, he already knew. We didn't, we didn't see, he said, when he saw what he was supposed to do, he ran towards the what? Chariot, right? He ran, he already knew. So he was already giving himself to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Okay, God. Whatever you need me to do here. I believe that 
Because I, I, I know God doesn't just do random surprises to people. That the leading of the Holy Spirit, He'll tell you. He, he already said He'll show you things to come. Right? He'll lead you in all truth. Okay. So with Him uh, uh, being so accurate in there with that, now, I know that's an extreme case, but he's not going to come down and control you and start moving your arms and make you talk and say different things. You have to be willing to have that responsibility of, of submitting to the Holy Spirit so you can do those things. And that's the reason why we step out and sometimes he only gives us like one thing and we follow that one thing which leads to the next thing. So do, you see, do you understand what I'm saying? It's our responsibility. It's, he's, the Holy Spirit is not playing a video game with a controller and you're the player. Right? He's not jump, boom, 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 you know. Over. Uh, it's not how it works, guys. It's not how it works. You have to give yourself to the Holy Spirit, the leading. So that's the reason why he get, he's given us uh, um, free will. That's why he said, if you're willing and obedient, you'll eat the good of the land. If you're willing and obedient, so when you're listening, always be willing to follow that leading. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Our success as a body is directly tied to hearing and being led by the Spirit. Staying in the flow of what God is wanting for His church. That's why it's important as a corporate body... We are hearing what the Holy... Individually, yes, but as a corporate body as well too, through the oracle of our pastor, through what our pastor is ministering. There are, that's equipping. That's living accurately. That's redeeming the time. He's showing us how we can live our lives so accurate that as a corporate body, as, as, as us all together, we're being led by the Spirit, staying in the flow for what He wants to the church. So there are things that we only enter into by hearing and being led by the Holy Spirit. Only by being led by the Holy Spirit. John 16, 13. John 16, 13 says, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, has come, He will guide you into all truth, For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will, what? Show you things to come. Things to come. He will show you things to come. It's why we only enter into those things by listening and being accurate, always following the leading of the Holy Spirit. It's important. It could be a life or death result. Be life or death result. I don't. I, there's times when I'm on the road and and I know the voice of the Holy Spirit will say, "Do this or go this route. Don't go there. Do this. Get in this lane. Different things like that. I don't make a big deal about it. Just do it. What did I avoid? I don't know. I haven't had a flat tire in several years." I, well, God's going to sit there and we don't want you to have a flat tire. Of course. The devourer's rebuked, is it not? We don't go pick them from the tire tree. I know it's simple, but apply that to anything. Simple following. Developing that accurate living. I told you before, we practice for months. 
I mean, almost from the get-go, of how to properly hold that rifle, how to stand, use that strap to stabilize our, our shots. You following those simple instructions about what lane to get into or what to eat, whatever, simple things, creates this relationship with the Holy Spirit that you know His voice so accurately that you don't even question it. I'm getting a little ahead of myself here, but that's okay. We're here. Anybody have a relationship so close that you don't even have to question what they're saying? You don't have to wonder what they mean by that? And you trust their uh, uh, communication to you about whatever it is? To the point where you're just like, okay, sure, yeah, got it, done, I'll do that. And everything's just fine, everything. But what happens if you don't spend time developing that leading? What do you miss? What is the thing that you've, uh, you, you've looked back on and said, I knew if I would have done that, if I would have given myself, if I would have submitted myself to the leading of the Holy Spirit, would that have happened? It's important. It's very important that we do. We, we follow every little thing because there are bigger things. I already told you, like God's just not going to give you the big thing. But you know what? He'll give you things to lead up to the big thing. So when the big thing happens, you know you can handle it. You know you've got it. You know you're, you're hey, you know what? The Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit has never failed me yet. So then it takes out the yet. Right? And then you say, well, the Holy Spirit's never failed me, period. It's a progressive thing. That's the reason why we have songs sometimes like, He's never failed me yet. If they've, they've, they've had experience with the Holy Spirit and realize that He's never failed you, period, then that yet gets completely removed out. So when God speaks to you, He can trust, rely, and that you, you're willing and obedient to listen to Him to get the thing that he needs done here on the earth. Why, Jamie? Because you only have what Jamie has to offer for the, for the world. I can't do what God's given you to do. So your following and leading is so unique. We talked about the plans he has for you are of good, of an expected end, right? Jeremiah 29, 11. I can't follow the leading for Jeremy. Or Jamie, excuse me, and Jeremy. <laughs> I can't do that. He has to do that. Why? Because the plan that God has for Jamie is so unique and so full of prosperity and so full of peace and joy and, and, and life of abundance that we've already covered scriptures about, right? That he has to be willing to follow all those steps in that path in that direction. Mom can't do it for you. Pastor can't do it for you. This is equipping for you to do it. There are things and messages that we receive and things from the Word of God, the revelation that we get, we're like, ah, okay. And so that's adding to the arsenal that we have so we can live that accurate life to get the thing done that God has specifically for you. Amen? Not everybody can do the same thing. God didn't create us that way. He created us to fulfill the plan of God for our lives. And living accurately, living purposely, living and following and always being led by the Holy Spirit gets us there 
and redeems the time. So it doesn't matter what we did or made a mistake. Anybody that spent any time outside the will of God realizes that you've, messed, you've lost a little bit of time. But the God that's not bound by time is giving us an answer of how we can redeem our time. Hallelujah. And we can live accurately to the point where we didn't even feel like we even lost those. There's years that I have, I have 12 years I was gone. And I don't even feel like I've missed one bit of it. Does that make sense? Like, I just, it's like, I don't even know, it was 12 years seemed like a lot of years, you know, being, being gone. But I'll be honest with you, I feel like I've been here forever. Like it didn't even happen. Redeeming the time. Restoring. Restoration of that. So it doesn't matter where you're picking up at. The important thing is you're picking it up. And you're following and you're going forward. Amen? Knowing and depending on the one we are to follow. You cannot know and depend on someone you never give attention to. You cannot know and depend on someone you've never given attention to. There are people, good people, wonderful people, love everybody, but they're missing the leading of the Holy Spirit in their life. How much more life enriched they would have or the thing, you know, they, they got biblical principles and things down, but they're missing this power that he's endued us with. How he's given us this power, the authority. Acts talks about this. We were given authority. We were given power on this earth. We all, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, have access to this power. We have access to Him. He's our help. He's not just going to control us and make it happen. We covered that. We have to submit ourselves to it. That way we can continue to do His work. He already talks about that. He talks about that. In John 14, 16. Praise God. John 14, 16 says, I will pray the Father and He shall give you another comforter. That may, he may abide with you forever. Verse 17. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it sees him not, neither knows him. But you know him, for he dwells in you and shall be in you. Think about that. Think about the gravity of that statement. The world cannot receive because it doesn't see him, doesn't even know him. But you know him. You know the Holy Spirit. Why? Because you spend time with the Holy Spirit. You form a relationship with Him. You practice on the small things. You follow that leading. You grow in that leading. You grow in that. When I first met Deborah, I didn't know everything about her. Still don't know everything about her. I'm still working that way. But when the initial contact was made, I had to build a relationship with her. Now, I knew from the moment that I met her that I was supposed to marry her. We've talked about this. And she said, and you used wisdom because you didn't say that when you first met her. I knew. If I said that, she'd be running. 
But, you know, I spent a year invested in praying and for the characteristics of my, uh, at that, that time, future spouse. And I, you know, had a list. So my spirit recognized when she stood in front of me, and, I, and that was her. And I've got two witnesses in here, Jamie and Jeremy. I said, I told him that, that, that night that I met her, I said, I believe I met my future wife and wouldn't shut up about her. I only met her 10 minutes. Hey, says, when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing in favor. I was looking for favor. No, I found her. So here's the thing, though. I, I had a responsibility to build a relationship with her, even though I knew that my spirit leaped out and said, hey, this is the one. And I say, hey, she's not in here, so I look at her. I'm just, hey, it's nice to meet you. Will you marry me? Because I know that this is where it's going to go. She would have said, it's nice to meet you too. Have a nice day. And she would have left. But, I, but we didn't do that. What I did, I, what did we do? We started building a relationship. To the point where if she says something, we got it. It's fine. I understand. I, I have that relationship. She told listen, no. <clears throat> listen, no offense to anybody, but if my wife tells me something, I will listen to her more than you. And if she tells me to listen to you, then I will listen to you. <laughs> Amen? Because we formed a relationship to the point where I trust her. I know what she's trying to do with, uh, through me, for me, however, whatever you want to, however you want to look at that. That's our job with the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> the Holy Spirit, we have to build that relationship with Him. We spend time with Him. So it says that we see, uh, because the world doesn't see Him, neither does it know Him, but we know Him because we spend time with Him. And He dwells with you. And in you. He's with you and in you. He said, Jesus said, he was not going to leave us comfortless. That word comfort translates into help. He's not leaving us helpless. We're not helpless on this earth. Nobody is helpless on this earth. That's why sometimes when we talk about uh, feeling, well, I just don't feel like that is the direction I need to go. So what you're saying is, and Pastor said this recently, is that you're bypassing the help of the Holy Spirit to go directly to a leaning on a feeling. Well, I don't feel like that should be the thing, that the thing I need to do. The Holy Spirit will give you a knowing of what to do. He'll speak to you. There's a knowing. There's a peace that comes with that leading. And then you just know. Anybody ever... Uh, well, I'm going to use myself as an example again with uh, Deborah. And, you know, at first, I was, I was a nervous Ned. Man, I was, you know, around her. I was like, mind my manners and everything, you know. Still do, for the most part. But, I, you know, I was just in that state of, like, making sure I was being as polite as I could be, you know, didn't want to scare her off. 
wanted this, you know, knowing of being spouse to happen. And so there are things that, uh, uh, I kind of got off my notes here, but that's okay. So uh, she was, we were in this relationship growing. And then there I've learned so much about her in this that she's an expert in different things. And so the feeling part that I'm talking about, the feeling part of it is, uh, turns into knowing part. Well, she's an expert in, in child care and different things. It's what she does. I mean, she's getting her master's degree at KU right now and different things. But what if I ignored her expert thing for a feeling? I'm using this as an example here. So as we were growing in this relationship, I learned to listen to her when it comes to our child. I only changed one diaper in my entire life until our baby was here, until Aubrey. And what if she told me, well, this is when she had to teach, she had to teach me how to change the diaper. And, what was, and she was showing me how to do this. And I said, well, I don't feel like that's right. <laughs> well, I don't feel like that's right. Ah, it can't be right. Because I don't feel like that. I've never experienced this. I've only had minimal exposure to changing this diaper. And then here she is showing me somebody who's done it several thousands of thousands of times. Telling me and showing me exactly what I need to do. And then I ignore her help because I don't feel like that's right. Wait, hold on. You're going to ignore somebody who's an expert? Because you don't feel? That's the way we treat the Holy Spirit sometimes. We know what the Holy Spirit's saying, but I just don't feel like it should be the right thing. We're going to ignore the help. We're going to ignore the expert. The Holy Spirit's an expert in everything. And we're going to ignore that for a feeling? No. That's not accurate. That's, I would say that that's offensive to the Holy Spirit. Pastor used this as an example uh, recently about the, um, uh, the chef show or whatever it was. And here's this competition and this chef is looking at a lot of money. And they had this world-renowned chef that they won the competition. Said they you know, have 30 minutes or whatever with this, this chef. And, and they had that world-renowned chef... Cutting vegetables. Could do crazy, wonderful things with food. Ignoring the help. Ignoring the help. Don't ignore the help. Don't ignore the leading of the Holy Spirit. That is your help. That's how you get help. That's how you find help. Is through the leading of the Holy Spirit. Always being led. Always being led. Whew, hallelujah. The Holy Spirit is an expert. And when we want to feel before we obey or flow with that, what the Holy Spirit's saying, that's not true trust. Just like the spouse or the person that you completely trust. Well, if they're an expert and you start dismissing that expert advice or you know, that, that direction from that person because you don't feel like that's something that's right. Simple as a diaper, whatever. Put anything in there. 
And, that whole, and, and the Holy Spirit, want that, for that thing that you're asking Him help on, He's showing you, it may not look exactly the way you think it should look, but if you follow that, you'll get the end result of what the Holy Spirit is trying to get. That desire that you're wanting, those things that you're wanting and believing God for, if you follow that first initial uh, step from the Holy Spirit, first initial leading, He'll lead you to the next thing, will lead you to the next thing, will go to the end result of you having that desire of your heart. And the whole time equipping and building your relationship with Him. Amen? Amen. Follow that peace. Follow that peace that the Holy Spirit brings when He's leading you. Follow that peace. And don't forget, the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He He will subtly do this. Like I said, he's not screaming and putting neon signs. There are times when there's, there's, there's a, almost a sudden arrest of your spirit where you're like, oh, whoa, whoa, okay, hold on. But it should never be in that manner. I liken it to, to my, my wife having to yell at me to get my attention. That's right, not good. <laughs> then I'm not listening to her. And she has to get my attention because of something I might be about to do or do, you know, whatever. It's very important. And so she has to, hey, get my attention. Listen. You're not listening to me. And there's some destruction waiting around the corner. But we develop ourselves to the point where that leading is not where he's yelling. It's that subtle leading. And you know every time you get that that, uh, that peace that hits you, that's just a certain way that the Holy Spirit knows how to d- just drop that peace into you about a decision or about things, and you bring it before the Lord and say, okay, here, I don't, I don't know what to do in this situation. So I'm going to pray in the Spirit. And I'm just going believe, to, I believe the Holy Spirit will, will lead me and guide me to the step I need to take. And spend time praying in the Spirit. Spend time uh, uh, in fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And before you know it, those answers will start coming. You'll know exactly what to do. You'll, you'll find that first step and you're like, and then all, it's like almost instantly you'll see how the dominoes just fall right into place with that first step. Ah, I got it. But it all starts with just following that, that still small voice is what, what happened in the, in the Bible when it says, you know, the earthquake came. The voice wasn't in the earthquake. The winds came. It wasn't in the winds. It was in that still small voice. Because the Holy Spirit's a gentleman. He's not trying to override your authority. He's not trying to control you like a video game. He's leading you. He's teaching you all things. Showing you things to come. Why? Because God has given us authority on this earth. It would be unjust for God to sit there, take control of you to the point where you no longer have, a, have that authority. It's like somebody being arrested. They no longer have the will to just run. Now, they can try, but that's not what the Holy Spirit does. Well, you're not listening? Fine. You know, throw you in the Holy Spirit bandwagon, or, or, or bandwagon. Yeah, paddy wagon, there you are. Throw you in the Holy Spirit paddy wagon and make you do something. No, that's not, that's not the Holy Spirit. He's not a police force. 
He's a leading. He's a guiding. He's a help. A help. A help. We need help every day. Every day. There's not a day that goes by that I don't need the Holy Spirit to speak to me. And if you find yourself in those days where you're like, I didn't speak to the Holy Spirit today. Hey, return to me and he will return to you. It's important. Especially as we read in the beginning, as the days become evil for the world. We're not of the world. We're in the world. We're not of it. That's the reason why prosperity can, can grow on you while everything else is crumbling. It's the reason why you can walk in divine health every day and everybody else getting sick. Because we're not in the world. We're not of it. Does that make sense? We're not in the way of the world's system. In order to stay out of that system, we continually fellowship with the Holy Spirit and follow His leading and guiding so that way we're hitting target. We're not Kentucky windaging everything. We're living accurately. We're not missing every opportunity. Buying up every opportunity is what the Word says. <clears throat> We're not missing those uh, uh, moments that will forever change somebody else's life. It's important. Did you know your life's not your own? You were bought with the price. We can't be selfish with the Holy Spirit. He didn't give us this power for us to just to do great, wonderful things for ourselves and our family. The Holy Spirit is so we are empowered to be ambassadors, to go into all our worlds, I can say it that way, and make an impact, a lasting impact. Amen? Important that we continue always be led by the Holy Spirit. We don't know who we're helping. There are things that happen and we realize afterwards, like, if we didn't do that, if we didn't say these specific things or, or be led to give a phone call to somebody or see how somebody's doing, simple things create lasting results. In the spirit realm. Amen? Praise God. Praise God. Well, Father, we thank you, Lord, for your word tonight. Lord, we praise you and we thank you, Lord, for the leading and the guiding of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you did not leave us comfortless, that you've given us the power to do what you've asked us to do through the power of the Holy Spirit, the authority of the Holy Spirit, the greater one that lives on the inside of us, Father. We submit ourselves to Him. We, we follow that leading every day of our life. Lord, teach us to be uh, more uh, um, in relationship with the Holy Spirit throughout all of our days, Lord. Thank You, Lord, for Your leading and guiding. Even this week, Father, as we go about our business, speak to us, show us the steps and show us the things that we need to know, Father. Thank You, Father, for it. We thank You for it. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God.
Praise God. Amen. Always be led. Always be led. Amen? Praise God. Well, I hope that helped tonight. I enjoyed getting into these notes. and It's just good. No more, no more winging it. Let's live accurate. Amen? Let's, not, let's, not, let's be marksmen. Let's be sharpshooters with the Holy Spirit. Living accurate. Redeem the time. No more Kentucky windage. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Well, let's say the vision.